we have a, a, a very uh, sizable marketing team. Um, we've invested heavily in creative and good creative and finding ways to stand out through social um, all the way to, to out of home and billboards. And it's definitely built our, our brand awareness and as a result, branded traffic. So we all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part? You can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO Show. I'm your host, George Cassiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Jeremy Galander. Jeremy is currently the SEO lead at ClickUp, where he applies his passion for optimization to both organic search and project workflows. Since joining as the first full-time SEO hire, ClickUp has grown search traffic to over 1 million monthly visitors. His previous digital marketing experience spanned from agency director to college course instructor. His passion for helping other humans with career and Personal growth is evident in each role. With eight plus years in the industry, he has managed digital marketing campaigns from nearly every uncle. Uh, Jeremy and I are connected uh, on LinkedIn for quite, a, quite some time now. And I would say that uh, he's one of the people that I've been chasing for quite a while now. And I wanted to, to bring on the show. So I'm really happy about this, uh, this episode. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks, George. Um, I'm stoked to be here and, and to, we finally got a time to, to, to chat. So, likewise, uh, the, the pleasure <laughs> is all mine and I'm really excited about this one as well. So, before we you know, get into the, the ClickUp way of doing things, can you please share a few things about you, your background and what has brought you to where you are today? Sure, sure. Um, like, like most of us, you know, it's, it's been an interesting, an interesting ride here. Um, when I was in school and was going to, to college back in, in Buffalo, New York, I was going for a business degree, um, had an idea that I, I wanted to do something in marketing, but didn't really know what that was yet. Um, and back then, this was probably 2009, 2010. Back then, you know, we didn't even really look at marketing from the digital angle, at least at that age. So I may have been envisioning more of, of a traditional um, advertising type world. 
but after after graduating, I you know applied to a ton of agencies. Really did struggle to get my foot in the door, um, but eventually found one that was willing to hire me to kind of do uh, some cold call, you know, selling some SEO audits, some of that old traditional um, <laughs> approach to to get some new new people in the door. And I lasted a solid two weeks before I realized I couldn't do it. And I was lucky enough to have built a good relationship with my manager there. And um, he kind of got me like a, a quick impromptu interview with their SEO department, which that agency was, was pretty large. Um, so they had like 20 people on the SEO team. So it was pretty big. They had people in place to train and they were kind of willing to give me a a 30 to 60 day trial to, to see if I liked it, to see if I could do it. And um, I kind of took it and, and ran with it. So I, I fell in love with SEO. That was um, around 2013. And from there, moved on to a few agencies, uh, kind of expanded my role a bit to dip my toes in social and paid search and, and content marketing uh, before kind of narrowing it back in to consult more around SEO. And then, you know, just prior to prior to COVID, I was, you know, teaching a, a kind of a digital marketing course at a, a community college not far from where I grew up, which was a, an interesting experience. Definitely got me out of my comfort zone a little bit, um, allowed me to kind of share a lot of the past experiences I had with with clients and kind of starting and getting my foot in the door. Um, and then really decided I wanted to to narrow in even more on SEO and really get into an environment where I could just, you know, really grow something. And um, I had been using ClickUp for uh, a couple of years already. So I was very familiar with the platform, very excited about it. And when the the job uh, opened up for their first full-time SEO hire, I, I definitely wanted to throw my hat in the ring. And uh, here we are. And it's been, it's been a great ride. Okay, and we will definitely chat more about it. But uh, let's say I've opened my laptop uh, for the first time in 2022, and I have never heard of the the uh, the name ClickUp uh, before. I don't know ClickUp. Uh, what is ClickUp? Uh, who is a typical user, and who gets the most value? Sure, uh, ClickUp is a project management software, um, really really designed for teams of. Of, of all sizes from, from personal to enterprise. Uh, it's very feature rich. So we can do everything from basic tax management to, you know, managing more complex projects with timelines or uh, taking more of an agile with you with approach with, you know, creating sprints. Um, but we all even have some other features like whiteboards or, you know, docs to build a knowledge base that really designed to bring all of your work in one place, uh, which is really our mission. And I, I would say, if, as far as teams that you know really, really benefit from it, it it's pretty wide set. But engineers, product teams, marketing teams, um, teams that want to move quickly and need that customization uh, seem to benefit from it the most. Okay, okay, uh, that makes sense. Thanks for for explaining. Now you were the first full-time SEO hire at ClickUp. Uh, I don't know how how much the team has grown since then, but uh, since you joined the team at ClickUp, uh, your search traffic or organic search traffic has grown to over one million monthly visits, which is which is pretty impressive. Uh, and I would like to know, in your opinion, since you are the person who leads the the effort, what were the de determining factors for that growth? Sure, it's definitely been a mix. You know, we we have a, a very uh, sizable marketing team. Um, we've invested 
heavily in creative and good creative and finding ways to stand out through social um, all the way to, to out of home and billboards. And it's definitely built our our brand awareness and as a result, branded traffic. So I can't take credit for all of it, but uh, certainly it, at least a third would I would attribute to what we've done on the SEO side, whether that be um, driving non-branded traffic through the blog, which is where um, the, the primary source of our, our non-branded visits come from. Um, but also, you know, some branded traffic when it comes to comparison pages, uh, more, more bottom of funnel topics on how to use ClickUp. And we definitely uh, don't ignore brand when we're creating new content and optimizing content. So it's been a mix there, but it's, it's definitely a, a full effort across the board from the marketing team and, and building awareness for the product in such a short period of time because we, we've only been around since 2017. Um, but as well as having the the buy-in from leadership to invest as heavily in SEO as we have. I would like to give some credit to the uh, declaration ad uh, that you did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when, when was it, but, you know, uh, this is the kind of, of marketing I want to see nowadays, especially for SaaS from SaaS companies when we, you know, it's, it's kind of um, pretty much... Uh, every other company in every other category is trying to do what every other company is doing. And it's, it's pretty much sort of the, you know, the, the same things over and over again. So this, uh, the uh, things like the ad that you did back then, this is, you know, the kind of bold moves and uh, strong messaging that I, I, I personally like and enjoy uh, nowadays. Now on the SEO side of, of things though, um, we can get started with some questions that I have for you today. And I would like to, to know, uh, one thing that I noticed is that you have several blog posts, list posts, uh, AKA listicles, uh, that list softwares in a particular category, for example, org chart software. My question is, and you have them as listicles. My question is why didn't you create a feature page that targets each of these keywords and, you know, choose to go with a list post instead? Uh, are there any tips that you have uh, for people who, who think of, you know, following the same approach? Sure. Um, listicles have, for those types of queries, for those commercial intent queries, uh, we've generally seen Google over these last few years gear more and more towards showcasing listicles for those queries. And because of that, that's that's kind of where our, our content has been has been driven. We do see them convert very well. Um, it's a strategy that's working for a lot of people, including us. And I wouldn't necessarily say we don't create feature pages. I think it depends on what the feature is, especially when we were factoring in, you know, paid search and being able to to bid on those terms. You know, you want to be able to send someone to a page that that has content. It's more focused around that particular feature or use case. Uh, but it's from an SEO standpoint, ranking organically for those commercial phrases, the, the listicles uh, perform better. And, and we've, we've watched that shift happen in, in, in different areas, whether it be software or alternatives um, and getting more, more granular past that with, with comparison content and, and competitors. A while back, we did a study on software keywords, and uh, we have seen, which is you know no surprise, obviously, but we have seen that uh, the SERPs are dominated by um, review sites like G2, Captera, CloudUp, and so on, and affiliate sites. So I think, obviously, there are feature pages as well. I don't remember exactly what is the percentage that we had, you know, we have identified through the through the analysis that we did. But I think that it makes sense that you go with, with a list post that 
lists different options for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that stood out uh, when I was, you know, doing the research for this for this episode is that in some cases you target keywords with informational search intent, and I will give an example um, based on a specific job that people want to do, uh, but with another software, not ClickUp. For example, how to make a calendar in Excel. Uh, and then, you know, after you break down how they can actually get the job done uh, and you're pretty detailed about it, um, you share how they can do it with ClickUp. Can you please share the, the logic behind these uh, types of posts and anything that you can share uh, with us, you know, conversion-wise, performance-wise, anything at all? Of course. No, we're actually, we're really excited about how that strategy panned out. So. You know, when you look at competitors in the project management software space, there are a lot. Um, but you could also argue that kind of Excel and Google Sheets and the amount of people that still work out of spreadsheets for work that could really be handled better in a tool like ours um, is there's still a huge market there. And pretty much every, I don't say every feature, but most features that we have, at least the major features, there's a lot of search intent around how to do that in that platform. So whether it's creating a Gantt chart, a mind map, a to-do list, and it's the volume is really high. The competition was was manageable for us. And very much like you said, you know, we can we can show the person how to do that, but then also tie it back to the product and kind of show how much easier it might be or how much more feature-rich uh, or customizable it could be to do it in our platform. Um, and also there, there are some side benefits to that. Like for, for example, Google Sheets, um, you can embed Google Sheets in ClickUp. So if someone still wanted to go through and create that Gantt chart in that way, they could still bring it in the platform and again, have it all in one place, which is really cool. Uh, as far as metrics I can share, I, I will say that, um, traffic wise, I think just from Excel queries, it's, it's over 50,000 visitors a month. And we do see conversions from those blogs. It's not going to convert as much as let's say a listicle post, but we, we certainly do see enough value in it. And with what we're getting to continue expanding into those categories, specifically with platforms like Excel and Google sheets, we're not going to do that for, let's say, you know, one of our project management competitors, but um, for, for spreadsheets and Google Docs and things like that, it's, it's working well for us. I think this strategy is brilliant because I think that you have kind of identified a gap that there is out there when it comes to information. And at the same time, you, you managed to tie this pretty well with the product's capabilities because, you know, guess what? We can help you do that. And even better than with Excel or Google Sheets or whatever. From the agency standpoint, I would say that we have recommended a similar strategy to one of our clients in the past. Um, and even though we, we push towards this direction in, in several cases, um, I would say that the answer that we get in most cases is that, you know, what, what do we have to do with, with this thing? Like it, it's not, uh, it's not close to our product capabilities. Why should we talk about, about them and explain how they can, in, in your case, for example, uh, they can, uh, create uh, a calendar in Excel, but I think that it's it's really brilliant. I I find it to be uh, a very very you know good strategy, uh, and I'm glad to hear that it it works for you. It works well. For yeah, you. 
Yeah, we, we definitely needed to test it and, and create a few and, and prove the value before, you know, getting the buy-in to, to go as far as we have and to continue going that way. But once we saw the results, it, um, it became clear that we, we wanted to continue there. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Thank you very much uh, for sharing this with us. Um, on the same note, uh, speaking about content, I would like to know how your evaluation and selection uh, process uh, looks like when it comes to what goes in the content calendar. Uh, is it purely based on the product capabilities? I guess, you know, I would like to hear your thoughts there. Uh, or are you okay going off topic from time to time to experiment with new topics uh, and ideas? Sure, that's a great question. We, we definitely are very product-led when it comes to the, the article content that we create. We, we try to create content that almost always ties back to the product in some way or at least makes sense to you know, link or, or transition to other content that is more product-focused. Uh, and, and, that, and that includes not even just, you know, what features and, and use cases we serve currently, but sometimes you can get a hint of where we're going by the content we're creating. So we try to stay as, as ahead of the product team as possible because of how fast we move. Um, but I wouldn't say that we're, you know, we're, we're not open-minded to, to testing. I, I think testing different formats of content and um, different angles, maybe more top of funnel that isn't as product-driven is, is certainly something that we we take the time to do each each month i would say um you know i think a couple sometime this this past year you know we've really started to to invest more in like example content so like example listicles you know mind map examples gantt chart examples um as kind of like an alternative to the top of funnel of what is this or what is that because we found that it's similar intent but but someone's just a little bit further down the funnel and we've seen a lot of success there and a lot of a lot of volume so sometimes we, we find those areas and, and test it out and then expand more if it works out and um that's that's definitely an, an ongoing part of our of our content strat you are working at a company where the product grows pretty fast. Uh, things are moving very, very fast. And based on something that you mentioned, I would like to know uh, if you subscribe to the, to the idea or logic or you know, however you want to call it, that we know that this feature is not ready yet. Uh, it's going to be ready, I don't know, in Q1 2023. But you know, it wouldn't harm to get the page out Oh, what do you think about yeah. that? It, it, um, I think it depends on the feature and, and like how in depth like we'll need to go with that topic. I think a good example, um, and this kind of goes back to listicles, but you know, before we launched our whiteboard feature, we we had a mind map feature, which you know, in comparison to a platform like, you know, Miro or, or, or somebody, one of those other ideation focused platforms, like our mind maps was still, you know, pretty much in its infancy and it only kind of handled a segment of that market. Um, but we knew whiteboards was, was on the map. So we had, we had enough of a, of a feature to start creating content in that area, creating it around brainstorming and ideation techniques and things like that even though we hadn't fully fleshed out those features yet because we we had started a foundation and that's that's kind of speaks to how we've we've launched a lot of features with our product is we'll we'll 
you know, we, we ship pretty quickly and then we come back and, and we make it better and we launch new versions. And I, I think since we do that, we, we take that version one of, of whatever that feature is and build content in that area. And then as the feature improves, we go back and improve that content as well. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Speaking of content, I would like to hear, you know, we, we have talked talked a bit about uh, selecting topics and uh, creating the content. Um, I would like to hear your thoughts on con promotion. Uh, do you actively do any con promotion, for example, link building for the con you produce? Um, and I guess that you have a pretty high publishing velocity. I don't know exactly how many pieces of con you publish per and update per month, but how do you go about deciding uh, which pages we are going to build links on? Sure. Uh, yeah, we, we, we do publish uh, very frequently um, and, and deciding whether or not to prioritize something from a link building perspective comes from two angles. One, you know, it, it's a newer piece of content and we know it's going to be competitive, but we know it's really good and we want to provide some amplification to that and start building links to that as soon as it launches. So that's kind of the one angle. And, and the other angle is, you know, we've, we've done an assessment with an existing piece of content and have determined that, you know, that's the missing piece or it's a core missing piece for us to be in that top position or a top position. And in that case, it, it gets moved into a, a list to, to prioritize in that way. Um, we, we try to keep our, our priorities, um, as slim as possible. It's, it's tough when we, when we target, you know, many different topics and have so much content, but we're, we're pretty diligent at, um, auditing that frequently, tracking the results for the efforts that we do have and, um, kind of making the changes as, as we see fit. Okay. Okay. Um, a few days ago, we, we published uh, an analysis on, um, a, like a case study of how you managed mm -hmm. to grow uh, ClickUp's traffic uh, from, I don't know, let's say from zero to one million because it sounds <laughs> very, very exciting. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that we uh, identified, uh, even though you know, we, we kind of knew uh, that you're executing very well in that area, uh, was the comparisons hub that you have. First of all, and that's you know, my, my personal opinion, I believe that your hub, um, I mean, the comparisons have the hub page uh, is one of the best examples of how a comparison page should be. Um, one of the things, though, that I would like to discuss, and I would like to hear your thoughts there, um, when we are talking about the individual comparison pages, click up VS something, um, you uh, target the, you know, something alternative keyword. Do you see an issue that um, in most cases uh, you also have a listicle targeting the plural form of the keyword, uh, you know, on your blog? Or would you say that, you know what, these pages are mostly important for our sales teams and um, we use them for activation or whatever, and these pages have a pure SEO value and so on and so forth? How, how do you like, separate the two? That's a great question. Um, historically, you know, years ago, even even before I started at ClickUp, I, at at that time, more landing pages were ranking for alternative queries, and you know, very similar to what we talked about earlier, it's transitioned more to listicles. So there are still some elements of alternative on those pages, but they haven't really caused this many, many issues. And it's definitely toward the end of the title and it's in the H1, but the comparison query is what those pages are, are primarily focused on, the ClickUp versus competitor ABC. Um, I think we have one or two pages where 
you know, we had to, to make some adjustments or some things have happened or right now our landing page is ranking instead of the, an article. And like, we're, we had like two or three left to kind of get Google to swap around. And then once that happens, we're, we're planning on going through and doing a sweep and uh, taking out even more of the alternative uh, existence, but we don't really have any issues with like cannibalization. Um, and we rank pretty well for the comparison queries themselves. So we, we haven't rocked the boat too much, but it's definitely focused on the, on the, the compare queries. Okay, okay. Um, I would like to shift gears now and uh, discuss something completely different, which is um, how does the team at ClickUp uses ClickUp as part of their workflow? Uh, any tips that you can share with us, any features that you particularly like about ClickUp and um, anything that could make the, uh, the life of, I don't know, uh, SEO and content teams uh, easier? Sure. We, we could talk about this for a couple hours if you'd like. Um, <laughs> this is it's something that I'm, I'm very passionate about. And, you know, being very familiar with ClickUp before I started here, it, it allowed me to um, really build an, an efficient workflow right off the bat and hold my team to, to a high standard with the product because it is so feature rich and has can have a bit of a learning curve when you have everything enabled. Um, I, we can we can link a blog in the in the show uh, in the show notes that I I launched a few months back that goes more in depth with how we use the product. But I I'll start with with just kind of just one thing that really all of our workflows stem out of is is building a database of your content. So let's say having all of your 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 articles from your blog into a database, um, and, and you know it doesn't. If you're not using ClickUp, you can generally do that in, in other platforms as well. And we have, you know, every single article is in a task in this database, in this list. And a lot of our workflows from an SEO standpoint um, branch off of that through automation. So, for example, um, if we, you know, determine a an article needs to be kind of reassessed or we need to we need to gauge performance, maybe it's been live for a while, maybe it recently launched, we want to check in on that. Um, you know, we update that status to audit and it'll automatically you know, create a task for an assessment, assign it to an SEO, put a realistic due date on it, uh, apply a template and kind of take all of these actions that you would generally have to do manually. Um, and with as much content as we have and as, you know, how much we're trying to audit our content on a monthly basis, um, those automations really add up and, and save our team a lot of time. And, and there are other ways we, we can automate off of that as well. Um, for example, and I'm sure you know this, but listicles depreciate. Um, you know, after a certain period of time, Google wants to see that content updated, or you'll see it start to fall in, in search. So when we have content that is listicle based, it is tagged that way in ClickUp, so that if that task has been closed for a certain period of time and we haven't reopened it or audited it, it'll automatically open and assign that task to take a look, engage performance, just to kind of act as a fail safe to make sure that we're um, always staying on top of our content and, and making sure that things aren't uh, being missed from a depreciation standpoint. So that, that's the quick version is, is we, we build a lot of automation and workflows from a database of content and you can do that with a landing page database template database um, really any content that you have on the site and it's it's that kind of one-two punch that's that's really made us it helped us operate as a team much larger than we are it's like a, as i understand it it's like a safety net and also it like 
what you just described the first one the workflow that you described first it happens um automatically without any you know setting up any zaps or anything like that you are on clickup like you you work uh inside clickup you you don't have to leave clickup to to set up any of these automations exactly okay that's pretty fascinating that's pretty interesting uh, and i think that's uh it's, <laughs> it's something that we we have to see ourselves as well uh for uh for minusia uh and i really like it and as as I understand it, the, the basis of it is that we have the content inventory um, as a database inside ClickUp because ClickUp has, um, I don't know, would you call them seats or something like that? How, how do you call them exactly? For or lists. lists. Yeah, it, it would be like a list. Um, it, for the case of a database, like a table view where it's 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 kind of spreadsheet looking where okay. it can you, you see a lot of a lot of tasks at one time but it be each each article would act as a task because when it's created in the first place that's kind of how it starts and then it, it, it lives you know long term in that database after that article has been launched in the first place i love that and i think that uh, in in cases like yours where you know there's a very high publishing velocity and many things um happen all the time uh, changes, I guess, ad hocs and so on and so forth. I think that it's good to have um, a tool and a system like this to protect you, let's say, and to, to, make, to, to make sure that um, uh, not as many things slip through the, the cracks. So um, click up then. I think that this, this could be a, a separate, completely separate episode, um, like how to use <laughs> ClickUp for, for content and SEO, uh, I guess uh, we, would, uh, we would call that. Now, um, we are um, running out of time and uh, we are ready to wrap things up. But before we do, uh, I would like to know uh, your thoughts on what you think uh, the future holds for SaaS companies regarding con marketing and SEO. Um, you are in the, the SaaS industry, but you have a vast experience working with, uh, as, you know, in an agency, teaching and so on and so forth. Um, and I would like to hear your thoughts on how things will look like in, I don't know, five years from, from today uh, for SaaS companies, because there are many changes that happen. Um, and especially from a con marketing and SEO perspective, I think that um, we need more changes and we need change because uh, in many cases, it's pretty much, you know, um, the same things over and over again. So uh, please, uh, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, that's a great question and, and, a, and a great point. I think in SaaS SEO, especially things can tend to be a little templatized. You know, we, we know the things that work and those things get replicated. And we see a lot of SaaS companies in with, with different types of products targeting a lot of the same things. So I think, you know, over these next few years, I mean, it's, it's going to sound a little cliche, but like, you know, brands really need to invest in finding unique ways to stand out creating more content around authenticity or that's that's authentic and investing more in in thought leadership and you know being open to having guest contributors that have expertise in certain areas um, I mean, I can speak to that for, for ClickUp. You know, we, we have so many features and use cases. Our, our authors really shouldn't be the, the source for everything and, and, and to be open to that, um, to, to finding people that can speak maybe a little bit more agile because it is their, their, in their workflow every single day. I think the, the brands that, in, that invest in those things are, are going to win and stand out in, the, in, a, in 
in a space that's getting much more and more noisy. Um, and also, you know, paying closer attention to the people that are testing different strategies. I mean, really all the guests on your show, like we pretty much every episode, you learn something unique that that, that particular team is, has tried and has seen success or has tried and has failed. And I think the, the brands that pay attention to those things are, are the ones that are going to be able to stay in the game or, or stay ahead. I agree with you. And, and also, I think that there, there's another element as well of that I've seen, I have experience with that, uh, that the, in, in some cases, a company may have managed to grow from zero to one million, for example, in monthly visits, but it's a completely different game. And above all the mindset, I would say, going from zero to one million uh, than to get from one million to, to 10 million. If it was the same, then there would be, let's not talk about uh, ClickUp's category, let's talk about um, another category. There would be 10 Canva. There is just mm-hmm. one, just one, and it dominates everything. Uh, why? Because I guess they, they, they understood that it's completely different, you know, getting from zero to one million or 100K or whatever your goal is, and a completely different game, and above all, a mindset getting beyond that. Um, but I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, is there anything that we can uh, expect from, from ClickUp uh, that you can share with us uh, in the near future? Um, let's see. Uh, we're we're going to keep growing. <laughs> we're, we're just getting started. Um, there, there's a lot of feature updates coming down the pipeline this year. And, you know, on the SEO side, we're, we're looking to take that 1 million to 10. So we're trying to be the Canva in our space. So definitely keep an eye out for that. We are, we are testing a lot of things and exploring many strategies to get us there. Cause we know that very much, like you said, you, you can't, once you get to that point, it's not just a, a replicatable strategy to just continue and, and grow at that pace in that way. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really excited for what's to come from SEO, from the product, everything that we're doing, it's, it's a really, really exciting time for us. Yeah. And I'll be glad to have you on board, uh, to have you join us again, uh, when that 10, 10 million monthly visits, uh, uh, you know, a goal, let's say, or whatever, uh, you, you managed to get there, uh, or to update the case study that we did for you guys, uh, a while, uh, like a few days ago. So, uh, that was all very, very insightful. Thank you very much for your time, Jeremy. Uh, one last question before we go, uh, call to action for my, uh, listeners, uh, where can people find out more about you and get in touch if they like to? Sure. Um, social wise, I'm, I'm active the most on LinkedIn and Twitter. So, uh, just Jeremy Galante and search Jeremy Galante, click up. You'll probably find me, um, for a little bit more me personally, you can go to jeremygalante.io, uh, for my, my personal site. That's great. Jeremy, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. Another episode of the SaaS SEO Show has wrapped. 
We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel, where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.